Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm Sabrina Steerwalt, and I'm Everyday Einstein, bringing you quick and dirty tips to help you make sense of science. Before a recent job interview, a colleague suggested to me that I would do best to exude as much confidence as possible because hiring committees could smell fear. My daughter's father and I used to similarly joke that she could smell our fear when we were trying to convince her to go to bed at night. We know that smells can trigger our memories, sometimes more effectively than other senses, but can odors also communicate emotions, like fear? And what does fear even smell like? Animals, like reptiles and amphibians, that communicate with each other via non-visual cues, like chemicals, make use of what is called a vomeronasal organ, a chemical receptor near the nose. While humans also have this organ, its function remains an unsettled area of ongoing research. For example, a clear link has not yet been drawn between the organ and our brains, which would be needed to process any related signals. Similarly, scientists have not yet been able to identify a specific chemical that communicates fear. However, there have been a range of studies that suggest we can use smells to transfer information. Let's find out if sweat inspired by fear actually smells different and if it's contagious after a quick word from our sponsor. We're always looking for new ways to save money, but what if I told you there's an easy way to save by shopping online like you normally do? With TopCashBack.com, you can save big at over 4,000 online stores like Target, Amazon, Best Buy, Expedia, Groupon, and more. Here's how it works. Sign up at TopCashBack.com Einstein. Browse until you find the store you want and click through to the merchant's site. Then you can just shop around the merchants as normal and you'll automatically earn cash back in your top cash back account. It's totally free to join and there's no minimum payment threshold, so you can get paid whenever you're ready. You can stack savings with cash back and online coupons, and you can even earn bonus money when you choose to withdraw your cash back as a gift card. So why not give it a try? For my listeners, there's even a special bonus. Sign up now at topcashback.com slash Einstein, and you can earn a $10 sign-up bonus. Remember, that's topcashback.com slash Einstein. A team of scientists at Stony Brook University, including Dr. Lillian Mujikapardi, collected sweat on cotton pads in the armpits of 20 people as they went skydiving for the first time and during exercise. Another group of people then smelled the two different kinds of sweat via nebulizers while their brain activity was monitored via an fMRI. More activity was noted in the amygdala and the hypothalamus, the regions of the brain associated with processing emotions, including our flight versus fight response, when study participants smelled the skydiving sweat relative to the sweat produced during exercise. Thus, the authors of the study concluded that emotional stress was being communicated by a kind of chemosensory signaling, while the physical stress was not. 
In a similar study involving brain scans, psychologist Bettina Paz of the University of Dusseldorf in Germany and her team collected sweat from 49 students at two different times, during exercise and right before taking a graded oral exam. They then scanned the brains of a separate group of students, again using an fMRI, while they smelled the two different kinds of emotionally versus physically inspired sweat. Those smelling the sweat did not claim to be aware that they were even smelling anything in at least half of the trials. Those that did notice an odor rated it as mild, a result that is consistent with the fact that any of us would be hard-pressed to describe what fear smells like. However, their brain scans gave away a lot more information than their comments did. Just as in the skydiving study, the sweat produced leading up to the oral exam activated the part of the smeller's brain linked to empathy and processing the emotions of other people. So even though the study participants did not think they could tell the difference between the different smell triggers, the study authors concluded that the olfactory system was effective at processing, quote, emotional contagion. Scientists at Rice University use a slightly different approach to test whether or not humans could in fact smell fear by monitoring responses to images rather than brain scans. They collected sweat from a group of men while they watched the parts of horror movies considered to be scary. They then asked a group of women to view pictures of facial expressions that were ambiguous, or in other words, not clearly happy or fearful, as they smelled the sweat collected from the men. The women were more likely to label the ambiguous expressions as fearful when they were smelling the horror movie-induced sweat. The smellers did not, however, see fear in faces that were unambiguously happy, no matter what they were smelling. The authors of the study suggest that the additional olfactory information can help us draw conclusions when the information we gather from our more dominant senses, like sight, is incomplete. Another study published in the Journal of Psychological Science and led by scientists at the University of Utrecht took the study of the smell of fear one step further and explored whether or not we actually feel fearful when we smell fear. The Dutch scientists collected sweat from a group of men as they watched clips from the horror movie The Shining and while they watched gross scenes from the slapstick-type MTV show called Jackass. They then subjected a group of women to smelling the different kinds of sweat while giving them a visual sorting task, like locating a specific object in a crowded image. The researchers then monitored the facial expressions of the women as they performed their otherwise emotion-free visual tasks. The women showed a clear tendency for making fearful expressions, like wide eyes, while smelling the horror-inspired sweat, and for scrunching up their faces in disgust, while smelling the sweat produced while witnessing gross scenes. Thus, not only do our brains process signals from fear-induced and possibly disgust-induced sweat differently, but our brains may also absorb some of that emotion. The authors of the Dutch study claim that their research suggests, quote, that emotional chemo signals can be potential contributors to emotional contagion in situations involving dense crowds, end quote. While still somewhat circumstantial, these studies do appear to contradict the idea that we humans communicate only through language and visual cues. However, there is still much to learn about the smell of fear, as scientists, for example, have not yet been able to identify a specific chemical that can be clearly linked to fear and its potential odor. But if you don't want your friends to sense that you're afraid at that haunted house this Halloween, perhaps you should layer on the deodorant extra thick. 
Until next time, this is Sabrina Steerwalt with Everyday Einstein's quick and dirty tips for helping you make sense of science. You can become a fan of Everyday Einstein on Facebook or follow me on Twitter where I'm at QDT Einstein. If you have a question that you'd like to see on a future episode, send me an email at everydayeinstein at quickanddirtytips.com. Do you know how to negotiate with a contractor? What about how to spot a bed bug or how to survive a plane crash? Well, if you don't, no worries. Rossin to the Rescue is a new podcast from Today Show correspondent Jeff Rossin, and each week he will show you how to avert these and other disasters from floods to identity theft. So subscribe to Rossin to the Rescue on our sister network, Macmillan Podcasts. Just search R-O-S-S-E-N to the Rescue on your favorite podcast platform. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.